0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2nd edition Bernie Cushman Podcast. Tonight we have a very special guest, my dear friend, Mr. Alex Scherthang. We call him the champ. He was a former boxer, golden gloves champion. This guy does comedy. He gets all the ladies here he is, the champ. <laughs> no,
1: man. Alex, sure thing. That's the name I go by on stage. Um, but I haven't been doing too much comedy because of this uh, pandemic. I uh, I really didn't think uh, doing Zoom shows where you can't even read your audience. Maybe they give you thumbs up on the good jokes was a great way to practice comedy. I uh, did a show a couple weeks ago at Yuck Yucks during their pro-am. That went pretty good, and I'm doing a charity uh, this Sunday. I don't know what day it is today, so I think it's like 15th or something. Nice, so I'm going nice. to be sick that day uh, so I can do it. <laughs> but uh, I also might be hosting it. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's for uh, a lady named Morella something or other. But she, anyway,s she she is a very big supporter of... Uh, local comedians here and she like you know she follows us she cheers for us and uh um it's kind of some sort of charity to help people living with disabilities so i'm always uh good to give my time to stuff like that
0: yeah that's awesome man that's awesome uh so uh, how'd you yeah, get into comedy bombing
1: fourth year electrical
0: that's oh, okay exactly
1: okay. how it happened uh i had been planted the seed in my ear one time when i was 13 years old because i had an older cousin in high school and i used to lip off his friends all the time so my nickname was like lucky luciano because they were okay, betting okay. i'd get the shit beat on me in junior high school when i finally got to go but uh one of his roommates was like uh you should do comedy this kid's hilarious but it wasn't really comedy it was just like me being mean like mm-hmm. you know talking about johnny dropout or whatever oh, the okay, okay and then uh i did i had ended up seeing my sister's wedding. And when I wrote like the little thing, like talking about her, I wrote it kind of like a comedian would. So my cousins that were in from Montreal were like, You should do comedy. And then I went to electrical school. And then I was failing electrical school. And one of my best friends had like seen I was going through like depression because uh, where we work at the time, they said if you failed school, you could lose your job. There was some sort of thing in our contract that if an apprentice didn't show initiative, they could fire him. So, I mean, I had everything at risk and everything I had done, like built for myself at that time. And, you know, I felt like in life I was five years behind all my my friends, so I was finally doing well, right? Yeah, yeah. Big career job, a uh, place that's going to pay for school. And my buddy handed me these DVDs, and it was like guys like Don L. Rawlings, Jeff Ross, Lisa Lampanelli. Uh, Greg Giraldo, like all these like kind of more like, uh, dirty comedians, and so like the dirtier it was, and the nastier it was, and the more racial it was, right, right. Um, the better it was. And uh, I made t- school like boxing. You know, I was getting up even though I wasn't like getting ahead because I was. I was it was like getting diminishing returns. I'd get up at like five, do an hour of homework, uh, get to school by seven, get tutoring from my um, I think the head not my head of the program but the head of my class or whatever the guy that was like our advisor and then I'd come home and do some more homework and then with my study breaks I'd be watching these these uh specials and then I watched a a comedy documentary called uh, I Am Comic and I watched these comedians some of them some very famous and then a guy that was almost there coming back and I looked at these degenerates And I was like, if these people can do this, and they ain't been through the shit I've been through, they didn't, you know, like with the boxing and the years of like sacrifice and like willing to do like anything to make it. I was like, well, fuck these guys. And they ain't got the discipline. And I'm pretty funny. I can do this. So I made a promise to myself that if I got through school and passed, I would do stand-up, okay? So much like the approach to uh, boxing, I started sniffing it out right. Like so, I would go to like the Druid comedy night. Uh, I talked to uh, Lars Calliou, who's the the very well known headliner that was running the program. And this you gotta understand, this poor bastard hears like every week. Like I I'm pretty funny. I I not do comedy. <laughs> to which he just said like, Yo man, just just go up, just go up, just give it a shot, like. The guys, that are, guys and girls that have been around, they really don't have time for that because everybody they know is like, hey, hey I got a I gotta skit for you, mm-hmm. right? Like, So they just say like, hey, just give it a try. Just give it a try. But I didn't want to do that because if I shit the bed, I'd never do it again. So like the approach with boxing, I was looking at like Metro continuing education and there was a class and it was like work with this uh nationally touring headliner you know in a class of like however many students I think it's like 12 or 15 or something and over five weeks once a week you'd go for a couple hours and you'd work on building your own set and by the end we have a night a comedy night like the next week after the course where it was at uh, I'm not going to name the name of that club because the promoter or the guy that owns it's a piece of shit. Talk to anybody in Canadian comedy? Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. He gets nothing out of me, man. Anyways, that's a whole other story. But I did really well. And before the show, I was like, um, oh, it's going to be easy because it's everybody's friends and family, right? Like, like, It's not going to be like really doing comedy.
0: Okay.
1: I was on to something there, okay? Because... I do this first show, I fucking kill it, I come off, and the manager of the club, the same POS I mentioned, he comes up to me, and he goes, hey, kid, you know, you did really good, uh, how would you like uh, to do this again? I said, well, love it. He's like, okay, well, tell you what, you give me a call next week, we'll get you on a show, like, Thursday. Mm. Really? Oh, okay, thanks. So, I, I, right away, I was like, oh, my God, like, it was, like, second best day of my life, right? Well, I'd say it's, like, third or fourth now, after having my kid and and getting my ticket, right? So. Mm. Here's what happens everybody that takes that course you know there's always like one or two that think they're gonna be good and get off like I did yeah. you go to your next show and your show after that
0: the right? adrenaline's flowing eh
1: yeah uh, oh no, 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 just wait you go to fucking yuck yucks nobody laughs, laughs awkward silences and you're like I'm not funny but then it becomes like hey what did I do wrong like you know you like listen and everything yeah. and it kind of makes you want to give it another shot right? Right, right but I mean like I I think it was like a show after that. I went to Yuck Yucks and I died on stage. Like I fucked up the first joke, got it wrong. And then I couldn't think of anything. Like I went blank. Blank. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, that's my time. So the headliner was a guy named Sam Easton. He pulls me aside. He was a the guy there for comedy that weekend, right? Like the Yuck Yucks comedian. He's like, hey, man, I, I just saw what happened. Because he had to come save the show right away. He wasn't ready. He's was probably talking to some somebody in the green room. And all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, that's my time. Uh, right? Like, I just yeah. fucking didn't know what the hell was going on. So he's like, hey, man, this shit still happens to me. So just just breathe. Just relax. The only difference is is now that I know what's happened, and if it's going to happen, I stop it from happening. And this other comedian named Nick McQuick sitting in the back of the room, this is my big teachable moment, right? Like, I was ready to quit at that point. He's like, you guys sound like a couple of rape victims. <laughs> and they fucking killed it. But it was hilarious, right? Yeah, good and the moment good was good. broken. Yeah. And that's how I got into comedy. Sorry to take up uh, two hours of your podcast, man. No, it's
0: all good. It's all good. So did, you didn't get heckled at that time? No, no nobody no. heckled, eh? No, because
1: it's like amateur nights, right? Okay, so okay. mostly they don't. Pretty forgiving, don't, then. I've only gotten like tackled during a roast battle, where the okay. little fucking losers in the crowd are like, "Yeah, you you aren't fat, like <laughs> you do suck, and your yeah. mom's a whore," and you're like, "Fucking great, yeah, that's thanks, it, man. yeah, that's pretty." pretty yeah, original obviously, bullshit, they're yeah. friends with the guy you're roasting or whatever. Like, it's like, "Oh, gee, thanks for beating the shit <laughs> out of me."
0: So, what do you, what do you think your biggest success has been in, in in comedy so far?
1: Would have been the last show I did before COVID. It was pro am at Yuck Yucks, but I got to be the headliner, and it's not like a regular headlining gig. They but you get to close the show and you get fifteen minutes to tell your jokes, whereas usually you only get five, right? So I did. This was one of the like one of the biggest gigs I was ever nervous about, but it was like way different in a way than like the first time I worked for like a an agency like callback, right? Like because that time I did a casino show and I was like fucking scared shitless, never done a half hour before, but this one was like bunch of buddies from work including you're one of those guys like hey when are you doing comedy and this so happened right so I put it up up at work I put a couple posters up and a bunch of people came and what scared the shit out of me was like it was like the 20 minutes before the show and like you know you know you should go to a comedy show like get your seat and whatever get your drinks ordered or your food and I see like Coworkers and not just like any co-workers, like cool cool dudes that like people will like if he sucks and like say, Yeah, you know, he's a nice guy, but nobody'll come, right? <laughs> like fucking Yeah, like it was one of those. So I did what I learned in boxing, and my coach always said, like on the big fights, just like go in the ring, get the feel of the ring. So when I first got to Yucks, I when I stood on the stage and just looked out and just like took a minute and like I'm like, all right, all right. But then when I saw all the co-workers and friends, I'm like, fuck. I can't eat dicks tonight like if I eat dicks tonight nobody will come because I had a buddy pro wrestler told me like "Yo, yo, man you got to be careful in the beginning because people will come and support you but when you suck man they're going to remember that and they're not going to think of you getting better right unless it's like by chance like you and your lady go to a comedy show and I happen to be there and then you're like oh okay he's funny but I just went in the dressing room didn't show my face after that made it like a light switch this was always told by my uh, boxing coach and then, like, maybe, like, 15 minutes before, the nerves started hitting. I uh, had a couple of beers just to loosen up, and I fucking had a really good set, man. Like, not only that, but, like, when you're starting out, you're just a liquor salesman, man. The, the clubs, they need you to sell drinks. That's all you are, right? So having, like, so many people from work come out and then, you know, pay their 20, 30, 40 bucks. I mean, like, the, the club made money. So I guess it
0: doesn't matter if you're good or bad. If right? you're bringing in the customers, right? Yeah.
1: So they will be like, okay, he brought ten people. Maybe next time he'll bring twenty. So they they do do things like that. And I've seen it like with Calgary comedians that brought their friends that were just starting out. And I've seen the manager be like, hey, yeah, yeah. if you ever want time, da, 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 da. and I'm like, well, you don't give me that talk. <laughs> what the fuck, man? He was okay. He wasn't that good. Like, yeah, that was kind of funny. But like, fuck that guy. So,
0: uh, <laughs> So, so, uh, I've seen a couple, like, obviously I watch some comedy specials, so I've seen most people open with like a real strong joke and they'll kind of be like, like, it'll be almost borderline offensive and they'll go, oh, this is just the beginning. Just wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It gets
0: worse, but it really, it never gets worse. Like I always find that they've kind of like, that kind of like sets the tone it never really. Did. How do you how do you open up your sets? You well, kind of the
1: way I was taught, and kind of the way that like I mean, if you were to look on like articles online I know about starting comedy, they say to put your second best joke first, and then your killer as the closer, right? So you start on a high note, you start on a bad note. But the other thing someone can do that can make the crowd immediately like you is if you play on a joke that was said like either several times over the night by like starting out comedians like about their one inch dicks or something and be like well you guys don't like one inch dicks but hey that's okay i have three inches like you can you can do shit like that right Like and then they're like okay well he's listening or if you like anything that's like topical right like anything in the news or something that you find like you know funny or kardashian or some stupid like that like kanye white people matter thanks kanye it's about time
0: uh <laughs> You could, probably, you could probably talk about Kanye for hours. I mean, yeah. wow, he's a wild man. I like him. I'm yeah, bipolar. he's got some style, yeah.
1: Whoa, well, fuck, we could I like him, man. I like him. I'm bipolar. I saw him years ago when he first came out, like with that, uh, when it all falls down, and I'm like, that motherfucker's got bipolar. I just knew it. I knew it. Matt Good as well, that musician Matt Good, because he had a song, uh, A Boy and His Machine Gun, and he starts off with like, Talking will only give you away, right? Which is like somebody, when I was mental and in the hospital, talking gave me away. So you don't fucking say shit because they'll throw you in the hospital. So Kanye, how he got my attention, because I have that kind of personality where people say I can't do something and I, it's like I have to do it. Like boxing, I had a teacher tell the whole class I was boxing. Oh, look, Alex, Mike Tyson. Everybody laughed at me. And like that anger, I buried. Like I felt it in my chest. And then you know, yeah, my first year, I lost like fucking out of eighteen fights. I only won six, man. Like I should have quit. Nah, man. 18, so you
0: fought. Nah, so man. eighteen. So you fought eighteen people and won six. That's right. And that was like your your very first twenty. 20- yeah so that was your very first 18 fights. Yeah. Wow.
1: Anybody would have quit, right? Like cuz like the first two I was feeling pretty good. They were pretty easy.
0: Hey man, you won 6.
1: They were like sister fights as they call it. Like they were easy. Like I blew through the first guy and the second guy stopped in the first round with body shots and I thought I was fucking amazing, right? And then the third guy been a in the gym for five years and beat me ring post to ring post. And then fucking you're like, wait a second, shit got real, right? But here's the thing. Second year, I had like 14 fights. I won 10. Then the third year, out of like another 15 fights, I lost one. So I became a force to be reckoned with. Like, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm not going to sit here and suck my own dick, but I was not a natural boxer. I trained two and a half hours a day, six days a week. I watched everything I could find on TV, on boxing, even like shows that had nothing to do with boxing. They'd have that boxing episode. Yeah. I'd fucking watch that man. And I would like, it became my everything. And I knew everybody was better than me. So I had to be in the best shape of my life, but I was given two things that you can't buy in boxing heart and a chin. And I could take fucking loads of punishment. Was never knocked down in my career, only twice in sparring. And those were by like one was a heavyweight that I landed a solid right hand and rocked and smiled. And he fucking hit me with a hook and I went down and I, I got up right away. But I was fighting that weekend and my coaches were like, nope, you're done, you're done.
0: What's and you I'm, pushing right now? 230?
1: Yeah, actually, that's what I was nice, yeah, But yeah. I always fought at like 147 and 165.
0: Yeah. And, well, I don't uh, think you'd be cutting down down no. to, to 145 no, these I, days, but
1: I ate that, Alex. I ate them. That's what happened to him. Like <laughs> I look at those pictures like from like it was 17, 18, 19, 20. That's a, yeah, my I'm head's not. too fucking big for my body. I'm not getting down to 145, man. <laughs> <laughs> my head's like fucking huge. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> am I carrying on my neck, man? Like, no wonder I ate a lot of punches. That's right, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so you got any uh, got any strip club stories?
1: Strip club? Yes, I, I made a stripper cry.
0: Did oh, I tell you No, that story? Yeah, no I, don't know. I haven't heard nice. this. No, no.
1: Okay. So it was my trainer's birthday. I always had my coach, right? And then his son had was a really bad asthmatic, but he kind of grew up in the gym, right? So this guy became like my bro. Like he's like two years older than me or whatever. And it's like his birthday. And it's at Eden, right? So like he was a doorman. Uh, you know, that was one of his jobs besides running the gym or whatever. And... uh all dormin' and he had buddies that were like they kind of like fostered MMA in Edmonton like a guy named Calvin I can't remember his last name but the, these guys in high school were like ordering VHS tapes from Brazil teaching themselves how to grapple right now like they're like
0: they're oh, on like, jujitsu or something they're hey, part hey, of like bro. whatever association
1: right like they're well known guys like Kyle and this other gentleman Um like we have all these big guys coming to the birthday party and dude it's like Monday night so there's like four customers like at this place and then like 20 of us. And so some guys came in late, like four or five guys. And this, you know, this girl was good looking, whatever stripper, right. She's on the stage and she's at like, I think it was like almost like loony time. Like, uh, and for those that don't know in Alberta, due to our, (laughs) what are these laws? They're indecency laws that some crazy church lady in red deer protested against strippers. We throw money at the women that take their clothes off. No, it's not like the U.S. where the chick will, like, let you put the thing in the G-string. No, no, we throw loonies and toonies at their JJs Are you hearing this? Loonies and toonies, Okay. You can buy lap dances, too. And, yeah, you can be a big hero and throw a 5 or $10 bill, and they'll throw you a poster. But
0: Yeah, you uh, usually get a poster so or something, poster.
1: It's more fun to throw fucking loonies at their snatch. And I'm sorry, ladies. I love women. I love my mother. I love my girlfriend. But, like, man, if, if you're getting <laughs> fucking loonies thrown at your snatch, you made some choices in life. Uncle, Uncle Deadly cuddled you a little too hard. So I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for fucking facts. They know they're getting money for what they do. They're not being trafficked. They're trafficking themselves.
0: I've, uh, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of throwing some loonies.
1: Okay, so to finish the story, you know we're embracing and being all like bros when our guys walk in. And this girl in like a Karen tone goes like, Excuse me, the shot's over here. Can you guys go sit down? And I'm like, I just shot her a look. And I'm like, look at my buddies. And I go, Not one fucking dollar to this bitch. And I went to all of our buddies on Pervert Row. And I go, don't fucking throw a loony at this bitch. Right? Fair. She don't deserve it. Where's the customer service? If I was going to say, hey, guys, show's over here. I'd be like, and I'm not even a woman. I do have tits. But fuck, I'd be like, hey, boys. And then we'd be like, huh? Show's over here fucking start jiggling them titties or something right i would be like oh sorry sorry, yeah we'll sit down but it was the tone right and uh my fucking roommate at the time was a guy named nick and he was also another boxer right and he's just like because there's no women there or nothing he's just like yo alex that chick keeps looking at you i'm like which chick girl the stripper that's sitting on the table having nachos nah oh man you're fucking with me no man she's been watching you since her dance yeah she'll fucking go talk to her so me mr fucking romeo i go over there and i'm like you know like I'm not drunk but i'm like a half cut i'm a, lose. I'm, a I'm happy guy right now
0: all right, all right how many drinks how many drinks yeah probably like
1: four or five you know what i mean that's it all right maybe some shots too right because i didn't i remember i didn't drive that at night um so I go and I sit down. Or actually, first I, I go up and I said, hey, um, do you mind if I sit? I said, no, 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 no. I put my beer down and I'm like, so how's it going? She's said, good. I'm like, you know what? You're a really beautiful girl. Oh, thank you. You're a really good dancer too. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. I go, but I got to tell you something. Um, I I noticed you didn't get much during your dance and there's a reason. Um, you know, when we were like saying hi to our boys that were coming in, you know, you were kind of rude when you told us, to pay attention to the stage she fucking flips bright like what i okay. starts crying like, I didn't know. so it's fucking right awkward i'm just like oh okay hey, hey yo i'm sorry i didn't mean anything I, I and i try to run away all of a sudden okay this is the best part okay there's like four that are fucking dormant surround me already got their hands on me and I'm like whoa what's going on guys they're like yo and then but here's what it was they were like run up physically get me But we're all boxers and MMA guys. So all of a sudden, they realize there's fucking 20 guys that are now turned around waiting to see what these guys are going to do to me. And then the head bouncer kind of pushes the one guy aside. He goes, look, man, these girls work really fucking hard here. And they don't need your fucking opinion. So, buddy, if you want to be able to stick around here, you're going to keep your fucking mouth shut, all right? And I was like, okay, no problem. And then my cousin comes to me and he goes, dude, you better apologize. I go, fuck that bitch. He's like, no. Dude, she's smoking right now. Just go apologize her. Because he had a brother, Billy, that dated a stripper. He's like, these girls are used to having their asses kissed by everybody. So in her mind, she did no wrong. Like, how dare you tell her? I'm like, Chris, I ain't fucking saying that. He's like,
0: sure thing ain't playing that.
1: Just do it. It's Miles' birthday. Fucking smarten up. So I go, hi, um, I'm I'm terribly sorry. Yeah, you should be. How many strip bars have you been to? You said you've been to strip bars and this never happened to you before. Like, whatever, right? Yeah, so I was the fucking asshole and I had to play the asshole. But, like, fuck you, you entitled bitch.
0: I think you did the right thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would have ruined a birthday party, eh? Fuck.
0: So uh, you grew up on 118th Ave?
1: 95th street dog yeah. <laughs> 95th and like 115 yeah i grew up close
0: uh, 95th street, 118th and like i guess one, yeah, i guess we should mention we're in edmonton we're in edmonton here so
1: yeah from the 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 real hood not mill woods not saint albert like i know most of edmonton has now become a hood but yeah the, the bad area right but here's the funny thing i never had anybody push drugs on me or knock on my door try to sell me drugs or anything until I moved to the West End at, like, 21. Like, we had hookers and dealers or whatever, but they just kind of did their own fucking thing, right? And we had, like, crack houses, so nobody was like, yo, man, yo, man, you want to buy some crack? Blah, 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 blah,
0: You know, like... I, I lived right beside the baseball bat, 119, 101. <sighs> and I did, I had somebody offer me crack. I was walking to work, to the bus stop.
1: Did, did you get... Did, did, uh, and somebody
0: was <clears> like, hey, <throat> man, you want to buy some crack? They thought I'd been up all night smoking crack early. I was just going to work. <laughs> you just did some funny shit on that on that 118th app. It's just wild.
1: I lived on 124th. Like we had moved from like where I grew up to like when I was like 21, my parents had actually bought a house. Listen, we had moved, and so it had a like a finished suite. And yes, I lived in my mom's basement. Fuck off. And at that time, I didn't have a license. I I had um hadn't been driving or whatever, and parked my car. I used to to take the bus downtown. I was selling insurance. That's right. For all your, (laughs) for all your home and auto needs. uh, Anyways, downtown. So I'd have to walk to catch the five. It was about six blocks. And one time there was this young construction guy, you know, you look at him and he's like got his car hearts on. He's got his like his uh, hard hat in his hand, his lunch bag in the other hand. And he was like smoking a cigarette. And there was this, um, I'll let you guess what race in Edmonton woman uh, Sitting there With like purple hair And like obviously looks Like she slept on the streets a few nights And she comes up to the guy And she's like hey buddy could I borrow your lighter And the guy doesn't think anything of it Right he just like Hands it over and then she proceeds To walk into the bus shelter Sit down Start bunning out <sighs> In her crack pipe, and I'm looking at this guy. And this guy's like, he got that look, like, fuck. I just want my lighter back. So he gets his lighter back. And we get on the bus, and so does this this lady, this nice lovely lady. And she's like talking to herself and like making these sounds and shit. It was an entertaining bus ride. But like that's the shit that happens on that on that street.
0: Hey, one eighteen, that was crazy, man.
1: Yeah. Or or some guy'll be like, yo, man, you want to buy some books? Books. Books. Yeah, I got these. Uh, science fiction books they're really expensive it's like yeah man uh, i'm good on the books no 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 but they're worth a lot of money well that's nice dude but i'm not interested
0: you know when i was living there i tried to sell gillette razors actually to a pawn shop before you saw a guy do that i i, I was the guy doing it you sold them to
1: really yeah. where'd you get them from
0: i i think like well i mean i can't say i stole them but i just had like an excessive amount of razor blades to get deal Yeah, I think I've sold them for six bucks a pop. I think I made, like, 18 bucks or something. (laughs) Doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's all I needed, man. I don't know.
1: (laughs) No, that's good. Like, hey, at least you made money. But you get deals. Like, that guy Nick I mentioned, he lived, or he, when we weren't living together, you know, he used to live with his parents. He had a job at that Petro Canada on 118th and and, uh, 97th. And we would fuck with the fuck, like, the drunks. Like, So, in this job, it was, like, a $5 an hour job at that time. He got to eat all the like pastries and cookies he wanted. So I'd go visit him like two in the morning and hang out for like an hour. He'd give me Slurpees or whatever. But when the drunks and the rubbies would come in, when they were leaving, he would hit the master door lock, like to lock them in, (laughs) right? Like the lock for not like letting them in the store. He's locking them in. And then it was like fucking laughs. Yeah, but eventually the manager saw it on the tape and uh, fired It's like him.
0: some Pulp Fiction shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how he lost that job. He had it for like all of do month. know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just got like, I adapted to the 118th Ave culture, yeah. I think. Yeah, you did. You know what I mean? Yeah, you did. Yeah. For sure you did. Going to the pawn shop, like, that was like a thing I would yeah. I would do. Go to buy the okay. DVDs. Oh, yeah, you get good deals. Go, yeah, 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 just yeah. trade in the DVDs. Yeah. It was just like yeah. Random, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just,
1: yeah, you could do that. Uh, what else was, uh, you know that like, if you don't want to get fucked with, you know, you put, like, your headphones in and just, like, power walk, and nobody's going to be like, hey, buddy, got a dollar, got a smokes or whatever. Uh, on the bus, you remove any jewelry because you don't want to get jacked. This is tips
0: I, for staying alive on the streets with Alex thing. I've seen rich
1: kids get jacked all the time in high school and stuff, like, not knowing. And all of a sudden, like, three of these, I'll let you guess what race they are, dudes, like, walk on, surround the kid, and they're like, give me your disman. What? Give me your disman or we're going to fuck you up kid just hands the disman over
0: yeah it happened so, to me that happen to you i said i just told him i said you can take it but i'm gonna go into this max and phone the car yeah and they they, they gave it back really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: really smarter than that fucking average bear i just felt so bad for that kid like he couldn't do anything and he's not, like not my friend i'm gonna get my ass kicked yeah,
0: yeah they're two big fuckers man the way yeah. i could have taken them i was like you're gonna 16 or something yeah like what am i gonna do
1: it's just crazy, like, but the city's way worse now, man. Like, way worse.
0: Ten cities getting bad, man. Yeah, like, yeah, like there were
1: homeless people when I was kids, but they weren't like as aggressive or as like drug addicted. It doesn't seem that way, like, because it was crack before, and crack like destroys you slower than meth. These people get those like psychotic tendencies and stuff, and it's sad. Okay, Growing up in the hood, if you're a fucking junkie, you ain't a person to me. I am sorry, but I know that you only see me as a means to your ends, your drugs or your alcohol, so fuck right off. The other week, I'm at the Max uh, or Circle K by where we fill up our gas on 97. This little Chinese guy comes up to me. He's like, I'm hungry. So he asked for money, right? I said, let me buy you something. This motherfucker took me for $21. He bought a jug of four liter milk, bought white bread. You know, it's not bad. Like, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm helping this guy. Right? right. Right? And he's like, God bless you. And I'm like, hey, man, just if I'm ever in this situation or you see somebody, as long as you do the same, man, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right? It was like my... Be a good person for the one day of the year, right? It
0: seems like uh, that's really going to help him, actually.
1: So, but then he's like, "I want some chocolate." And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "I'm going to take three, Like three, three dollar <laughs> fucking Reeses." I'm like, "No two He goes, "No three, no three. I share with my children." I'm like, "All right, share all right, with here you children." Go. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it wasn't like drugs or whatever. Fucking... And I'm like, and I'd seen him; he had been approaching people at the pumps, and then <laughs> came to me. And you think he's
0: gonna the, hand him out on Halloween or what?
1: The, I don't know. <laughs> Trick or treat. Yeah, the East Indian ladies—they—they they actually smiled though. That worked in the place. Like they must have known. Like I don't know if he's a usual customer and they're looking at me like, "Oh yeah, sucker," or if they were like, "Oh, he's a nice guy. He's helping this guy out."
0: Yeah, he likes chocolate, man. Whatever, man. He likes chocolate, man. This you is one thing, ask, man. You
1: can't though. Like my joke is, if I get fired from work, I'll just stand on in traffic with a sign, man. Like, hey, fuck why it. not? Hey, I watch Drugs Inc. This motherfucker in Boston's making two twenty seven a day. You make four hundred bucks probably. Eh? Yeah, why? I work is I work a shitty job. Fucking <laughs> two G's tax free. <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, exactly, <laughs> man, exactly. Put that brown bag paper money, brown paper bag <laughs> money. <laughs> Let's get some Hey little...
0: man, gotta hustle, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so what do you want to talk about now? You want to talk about uh, furries or what? About what, sir? some furries yeah some of that fucking furry
1: porn (laughs) (laughs) shit how'd you know (laughs) I saw the costume (laughs) in your doorway no well what is a furry Brian why don't we explain to the audience (laughs) at home
0: you know what I mean? Uh, I'm I'm personally not really uh, acquainted with furry culture myself, but I think uh, <laughs> you might know. So. I okay. think it's just people dressing up like animals and fucking, and fucking each other
1: or something. Yeah, I don't know. if They cut a little hole open and they're fucking whatever. But yeah, it's like some sort of like, or they jerk off on the fucking costumes. I don't know. If you if,
0: if you had to do it, like, what animal do you think was called?
1: <laughs> a fucking lion, baby, <laughs> a lion. king of the jungle. Roar. But yeah, apparently they, they they have these little furry groups and stuff, and there was like. I saw, like, a TikTok. I don't even know what the point of it was, but it was, like, a furry girl at the airport had too many costumes, and she's, like, trying to, like, get them, but there's, like, five fucking furry costumes. Five furry costumes. (laughs) Like, like, something like that. I don't know. Like, maybe she's going to a furry convention.
0: They're all hers. (laughs) (laughs) The what? They're all hers.
1: They're all hers. I don't know, man. I don't know what she's she's into. But, like, for me, I don't think furry culture could, could work for me. Cause like it's the same thing with like lingerie. Like lingerie looks real good, but fucking ends up on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we all get to the end game. Like even my sexy neon green thong comes off, ladies. So
0: yeah, man. You know I have eight muffin tins. I could make ninety six muffins. You know how many times I've used my muffin tins? Never, man. (laughs) Never. I've never made a muffin.
1: (laughs) See, exactly. Like lingerie. Why? Why even buy it? You know she's gonna be in her fucking PJs, and you're over.
0: Not uh, what I said at all, buddy. I love it.
1: Oh, yeah. We are. These we're like some ideas. We're kicking around. Okay. My thing about Bigfoot is this. Okay. Like, we grew up in the 80s. we was going to say 80s, 90s, right? Yeah. And all this, you know, those mi- ancient mystery shows, and they talk about Bigfoot, and there's like that whole like ancient. Like, some of this stuff millimeter? got pretty
0: debunked pretty hard since yeah. the rise of the internet like that Bermuda triangle like that thing is just like that's like nothing you not hear about like quicksand too quicksand man. yeah as, as a, a kid i know
1: we always heard about quicksand yeah, just where the gone. fuck's this quicksand
0: isn't yeah, it you never see quicksand but you're you fun. know how
1: to survive it right
0: you just lay on your back
1: yeah no you just don't move very fast because oh, okay. if you're moving you're struggling and you're sinking. I actually
0: got stuck in quicksand once where uh, something like beach, like and it. you just pull right in. It's
1: not like a danger, like all the TV no. shows and cartoons we saw as kids, no, right? You're like floating it. And so, like with this Bigfoot video, there's a very, very famous piece of footage where this guy, like, kind of like has this meandering walk, but it's kind of like very human, and he's like leaning forward, and it's like a dude in a gorilla suit, or that's what they say it was. And the company, I got like, watched something on like. Prime, you know, Prime has all those shows that never yeah, took yeah. off, and it was like some show about like real life hoaxes, and they were hopefully saying hopefully we that get this some free
0: Prime from this.
1: Yeah, they're saying this was a hoax that some company had bought this footage or had been distributing it, and they were like a film company, so it was like bullshit film or something supposedly. Right. So here's the question about Bigfoot: We all got video phones now.
0: Where the fuck is Bigfoot? Well, I seen I seen that one in the mountains, like the that one where was it real. <laughs> it look real. I don't know, maybe. But there should be more than just
1: one video, man. Every time a cop makes a mistake, there's a fucking video on TV. Like, you know, Here's the thing. fuck like, the police. Oh, I'm just I'm just kidding,
0: guys. You, you, <laughs> you but like look up like uh like northern Saskatchewan.
1: Northern Saskatchewan
0: big. Like, like like I'm but I mean, there's just a lot of space. Yeah, same thing. Like, well, it's so
1: just, even it's like northern crazy. Alberta. It's just like forest, right? Forest yeah, and man. And you don't know like
0: nighttime. Whatever. Like you you're sleeping out there at nighttime, you think think some of those noises and some crazy shit.
1: Well, how about this? We can find Osama bin Laden with a saddle. We can find Saddam Hussein but with you a, have uh, a general idea. We can't see idea. fucking a bunch of Bigfoot through through trees or in a clearing or something. You we know might what I
0: mean? Be, we might not be looking hard enough, man. Well, you know, maybe I mean, he doesn't like, want to be found, man.
1: The whole thing is like they're like a primate or a humanoid thing that's as smart as us, and they stay away. And it's like M Night Shyamalan's The Village or something like oh, yeah. the crossover. Hey, think about that. They they, they make themselves known. I don't think, I just, you know, that's the same thing like Ogopogo. Right, right. What's happened to Ogopogo? Like by now, come on, they got those fish finders. They can find that motherfucker. Lake Champlain
0: monster. Maybe they go like underground lake tunnels or something. (laughs) They're there
1: with the underground aliens at the underground (laughs) military base. The best one I heard, okay, when I was on my vacation from our our place of work, we'll call it my vacation. um, I ended up working for this company in White Court, well, in Edmonton, NISQ, they sent us to White Court at this uh, pulp and paper mill. We had this young foreman and he was a gun nut, much like our co workers. But he was like, Yeah, man, CN and CP, they got these train cars with handcuffs and chains. And like, I was maintenance man. I did like all over Alberta, right? So I saw what train cars, there are no fucking concentration (laughs) camps, FEMA camps, and all this. And I was like, Shut the fuck up. Smoking another one, you idiot. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with smoking them, but he's a fucking retard.
0: Where are they parking these people?
1: Yeah, where? Where are these people? Like the Uyghurs in China, they have satellite footage and train cars there, right? For those um, the re education centers. But the people that they're getting ready to throw in I don't know. But like maybe maybe this shit's going on. Like, think about it. Like the the Freedom Trucker thing. Like, really, those truckers, a lot of them had their v- vaccines, right? This was about our rights.
0: Right, right. Maybe
1: that is what's gonna happen next. More of these people that are like fucking protesting, all of a sudden they're throwing them in train cars to go somewhere or to disappear. I don't know.
0: I think we would have heard something more about it, like think these people would have families or something.
1: Well, just blame Rachel Notley. I That's mean, what everybody else will do, you know. Just blame her. It's the NDPs, even though they're not in power. Yeah, it's the NDP agenda. Yep. Yep. So yeah. do
0: you think uh you think the news is trustworthy? Not at all. Not at all.
1: Well, I think another t- subject we gave was like this war in Russia, right? Right, right. We work with that one gentleman from Russia. The Russia. The Russian. The Russian. <laughs> the Russian. <laughs> don't be puss. Don't be puss, man. <laughs> Fucking pussy. So uh <laughs> he was saying like the shit we're seeing is like so propaganda that like we're not only, we're only seeing like one side of the story that like Ukraine actually attacked the Russians and that this has been going on a long time. It just wasn't being reported. And I have to say like when you talk to somebody who's, you know, part of that culture, part of that been a part of that country, well, you're going to get the whole, the whole story, man. Maybe it's a little jaded by his beliefs, but it's more truth than what we're seeing on any of the news sources.
0: I think North America has kind of like the free journalism policies though. And maybe Russia doesn't quite have the free journalism (laughs) policies. Yeah, but at the same time, like
1: Like my cousin, after my dad died, like blood cousin from Iran found me on Facebook, right? So we're talking and every time that we would talk anything political, the chat would disappear, like actually disappeared, like the writing would disappear. So we ended up going to Google because it was safer or whatever. And in... Iran, you have uh, I think it's either two or three year, year military time, like when you finish high school, like everybody. Okay, uh, I don't know if it's women too. It's probably not because they hate women. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> well,
1: talk to anybody here, right? They'll say that. I mean, it's propaganda. So because like we hear about these women being stoned to death, it's like honestly, it's like they're from Red Deer or something. You know, like like they're like they're like in this. But near 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 place like (laughs) like the guys we work with like some random butt fuck down. It's not like Tehran, which is like you know modern city. So um, I was telling him like, hey man, be careful, right? And he's just like, we are not Iraq. And I'm like. Buddy, I watched a couple documentaries, so fuck you. I'm like, no, I know that Iran is the only country to tell the West, i.e., England and the U.S. imperialistic bastards, to fuck off, and made trading partners with China, Germany, France, etc., and have continued to thrive with money that isn't worth shit. Okay. And there's some crazy shit going on right now. Like all the people our age and younger are like fucking protesting in the streets. Like they want change, yeah. and it's it's not being documented. Like like nothing's like you have to actually look on Google to see what's happening with them beating their protesters and stuff. But yeah. it's just the like, kids are sick of it. They're sick of like this traditional regime that's like attacking women that aren't wearing the hijab. Yeah, like. Yeah. It, it should be like here, you know, like we have Muslim girls that choose to wear it and we have Muslim girls that don't. But yeah. they still follow their belief. Just like we have Sikh guys that wear turbans at work and don't, right? Like yeah.
2: doesn't mean you're choice, any less. Yeah.
1: But like the I don't trust her. I don't trust our news. But yeah, I I kinda like watching uh Russian TV though, like the, 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 <laughs> the RTN. Okay. okay. <laughs> like, like like because it's a different side, right? Okay. okay. Like when um when Iran shot down that, that plane full of students, right? For the life of me, I, I don't know, like, I'm a dumbass, right? But, like, I was like, well, how did that other plane see them get hit, right? Because like, it was landing. Yeah. Why didn't they shoot that one? Well, duh, when a plane lifts off, a lot of jet engines, a lot of heat, whatever their, their sensors were showing, it like, because they were on alert. The U.S. had just killed a high ranking general, picked a fight nonetheless, killed a, 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 a high up elected official or whatever or oligarch official it fucking took him out like oh because he was in the the next country over so it was like a declaration of war so they of course they had their air radars on and stuff and out of all the channels like i'm watching and everybody's saying like iran did it like right off the get-go right um rtn was like rtn us or america was like well it could be them Or it could be maybe something with the U.S. forces or something, but they didn't like they weren't quick to say. They were like, "It looks like it could be them." Then they had like this former UN uh, NATO inspector or something uh, that would that was like in that region of the world checking the checking for the uranium and stuff, and he was just like, "Well, look at this. Here's the problem: Iran is not going to admit what their air defenses are." It's national security issue. Why would they say that when the U.S. has just done this? Yeah. You know, it looks like it's probably them, but let's give it a bit and see what they're willing to let the investigators get into the country, etc. right? Because I don't think they did. They blocked them because they, military secrets, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, who's the bad guys in this one, right? Well, you watch CNN. It's a freaking towel headed Iranians. I'm going to get my AK-47. I'll kill them fucking Taliban motherfuckers, right? Like, it's really Halberta
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. right, I you know. You know, I'm onto something here, right? Like it's like it's like that's that's what we see, like it's like, But yeah, no. So I don't think our news is fair. Like I like I remember hearing.
0: Hey, you look, think you think you think Canadian U.S. news is different, or you think it's lumped together as North American news?
1: Well, I'll finish chewing. But you watch American news; it's more sensationalized. It's still okay. sensationalized here, but not the same way.
0: Okay. I mean, I we're obviously we're heavily influenced by Amer- American. Oh, absolutely, man! Media. We live next to an elephant. Oh yeah, so that's that's mostly I what mean, we see. No, but
1: even as a country, like our best interest is always to back them up, man. I but, think I
0: think it would be fair to say I, I'd be more influenced by North American news, but more lately I've been mm-hmm. trusting more Canadian mm-hmm. news over. Like CBC, over American but even news.
1: CBC is like a little bit slanted, right? Like, you have to be careful. Right? What I was told, I was a young man. By Art Bell on Coast to Coast Radio. (laughs) Read both sides, be your own filter. You got it. Like like watch Al Jazeera or whatever to see the other side.
0: I believe I'm a centrist, yeah. Mm -hmm -hmm. And then
1: draw your own conclusion, right? Like that's why, like, you you know, yeah, I'm watching a little bit on this Russia Ukrainian conflict, but then I'm talking to the one Russian guy to get his opinion because he did military time, not in the Russian military, but he did military time. So, hey, man, what do you think of this, right? Because I want to hear it.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna you, tell him he's wrong. The completely opposite opinion. He yeah. also told me uh Ukrainians were bombing uh Russia. He, or the Ukrainians were bombing their own buildings too. Yeah, and
1: he also said that they were like redressing uh dead Ukrainians yeah, as Russians, right?
0: So he's got some he's got some pretty hard opinions on yeah, that. Yeah,
1: he does too. that. But it but it certainly is something <laughs> different than what we're hearing. And, and that's what I what I appreciate about like, you know, going like figure it out on our own.
0: But, I mean, he's, he's the guy that lived there, right? So, I mean, you got to take his word with uh, some sort of truth there, right? Yeah,
1: but, like, sure. here's the thing. Like, you can see it, though. Like, even, like, when, like, like what was that? Like, Nancy Grace. Like, let's just do a pretend situation, right? Like a murder. Murder of, you know. But you you look like the, the guilty guy because you're not giving statements or whatever. They'll have the whole show saying how you're guilty. And then, like, months later, they'll find the killer, and you had nothing to do with it. Do you get your apology on TV? No, they just say whatever it is for things. You know, oh, he had a secret mistress. Oh, he must have killed her for insurance money. They'll fucking kill you, and, and then they never say sorry. It's like the the modern word to the N-word, you want to get into a fight with somebody, call them a pedophile. Oh, yeah. I had somebody call me a pedophile online, man. And, I, and it was this bodybuilder guy, bouncer, I knew. And I'm like, I will fucking end you unless you apologize.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: Because what it was about was there was that Netflix movie, Girls, right? They came out where it was like I didn't watch it, but it was like preteens. As I, I know, I know, yeah, I remember. And so somebody had put a tweet about how like the director or somebody was like a had been charged with sexual assault. So and and they said the name, and he had retweet re like put it on his Insta, right? Like ban Netflix or whatever. So I look up the person's name every channel i can find right like is this person who a child molester is there a news story it's unsubstantiated it's just more of that fucking fake news so i just say man you should really check out what you're putting on before because this guy never i can't find anything on this guy and you're just spreading disinformation
0: right and he's
1: like really man
0: yeah, and then I'm shocked yeah. to hear this from you Yeah and then it's like you're defending some Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, he's
1: like I didn't know I never picked you for a child abuser Or some fucking thing like that yeah. And I'm like buddy you can erase that Or I will fucking kick the skin off your forehead I don't give a fuck
2: Don't fuck with the champ
1: And like usually with shit like family spats whatever I don't put that shit on my social media I mean I had a spout with my brother one time And I put something on my sister's like dude You're a comedian right Yeah people look at your pages you know to, to laugh and chuckle don't put that stuff on there, man. It's gonna hurt yeah. you. And so I deleted it That's like it, within yeah, the yeah. hour, right? But at first my attitude was like, no, I can put whatever I want. No, no, because we're all a brand, or if you're trying to be something good at some I don't have a fucking brand, man, honestly. But if I did, we wouldn't want that shit on there, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, look, yeah. this guy's obviously uh,
0: not until you're like famous and yeah, then start it comes from and yeah, then you're like, yeah, like, fuck yourself, to, like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you got Yeah, no money. let's just
1: get leaked to like um <laughs> his mom caught him jerking off at fourteen or something like inquire to sheep porn, you know, like something like that. Like <laughs> you know, or he fucked a chicken on a farm when he was 12 like something on a dare like like this shit that comes up you know his alcoholic brother claims like <laughs> so I don't know man it's just kind of like fuck I don't even know what I was going on going with that but I was talking about, <laughs> my, I'm talking about like you know how you can put stuff on and you just oh yeah anyway so this guy comes back comes at me that's what it was and we started having words back and forth, right? Like, I'm like, you know me, man. I don't take a step back. And he's like, I'll try you, man. And I'm like, okay, fuck you. Where are you working these days, bitch? Like, you know, and I call up my buddy and he sees this shit and he's like, holy fuck, what's going on? And he's like, and he's like, no, man. Like, you know, kind of like some people be like, dude, you're overreacting. And he's like, no, man. You do comedy and shit. People will look for you online. Like, that's, you cannot have that shit associated anywhere near you, right? Yeah. And he's like, You're well within your rights. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking destroy this guy.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: You know, and then after a while it looked like me just jaw jacking, but I wasn't jaw jacking. You know what made him like delete the fucking whatever he said? Yeah. Was I said, Oh, okay, well, are you banning your Netflix? And then I put question mark and I put uh Fucking so-and-so supports child porn hashtag, like, hashtag. <laughs> and then he just deleted everything. Oh, well, now it's okay. Well, how's it feel, fucker? And, you know, in a way, I felt bad for him because I, like, creeped his uh, Insta, and I realized he was having a baby soon, so he would have more of a, like, Oof. right? Like, like those, cause, No, because I know when I had my son, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I did a comedy with a guy a lot, that man. known he does child porn. Do you feel spread. bad about it or no? I, I don't feel bad about my side. Okay. Uh, right? No, 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 Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy.
0: <laughs>
2: I don't give a fuck about that pretty
1: boy. He. He's a fucking rich kid. I'll fucking end him.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: But uh, but I'm not going to name names or anything here. So anyway.
0: No, no, no. No, no name needs. I want to, though. Fuck,
1: fuck you, Ryan Quinn, bitch. <laughs> I'll see you at the Alberta bodybuilding, fucking whatever the fuck you do when you're done pumping fucking <laughs> steroids in your ass and lines up your nose, you freaking loser. Um. No, oh, I'll well, get some freaking education, man. Like, don't yeah, be, fine. like, assassinating no, people's characters for nothing. Like, you know, you can say a lot of things about me. You can say I'm a coos hound, I'm a piece of shit, whatever. That's fine. But don't put kids in the mix, man. Because, like, anybody that knows me knows, like, I'm a big kid myself.
0: Some crossing the line.
1: Yeah. That's like that's like the modern-day N-word, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you were to, like, say that to a black guy or the other one, both of them, you're getting into a fight, man. Yeah. You're going a black eye. like.
0: So tell, talk about some wokeness. You said you wanted to oh. talk about wokeness
1: just like TikTok, man they somebody dies they don't say he killed him he unalived him or he unalived himself or <laughs> sa for sexual assault like it's so getting so ridiculous man and then people have to do this because they don't want their videos to get pulled so like that is censorship Right? Here they give us this 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 platform and then they censor us. So what the hell's the point? Even YouTube's kind of like that too, because some of the like I watch a lot of like murder mystery <laughs> type stuff. Yep. And let me tell you go get a burner phone, you dummies. Off like 90%, it's like, oh, they triangulated his tower. He was at so and so's house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you fucking dummy. And then they're like, oh, and then they checked his search history. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's always the same thing. And then here's the best part now you can't get away with murder now. Because like your kid or your cousin's gonna do twenty three and me, they're gonna get the they're gonna get their DNA information, they're gonna be like, Yeah, this guy killed somebody thirty years ago. There you go, boom. Life that's sentence it. at like fifty years old or something.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like that's what I mean. Like the technology's there now. But this this comes into something else um the M police last week I like I get Twitter stuff that like no, notifications all the time and look Twitter's only for famous people that's why I don't even ever tweet I got a lot of porn stars on there so there's there's that kind of blew my mind away you can watch like triple X porn scenes on
0: how, ma- um, how many porn stars follow you back all like of them, baby. Like seven, All of them. <laughs> like seven. No, eight. None of them.
1: None of them. They never respond to my shit either. And I'm not even like saying the shit like guys are just like so beautiful. Like where they like fucking lick their puss. I'm just like I'll say something funny or whatever. All right. And nothing. what's something
0: funny? What's something funny? Oh, I don't know. These? Uh, right. You don't go. There one was in the one back where
1: something in the background of one of her photos I pointed out like something funny like or. I don't even know. Do I, do I gotta look through my Twitter? Like, buddy, I troll all the <laughs> thirst traps online. All right, all okay, right. I got a story for you. I got another fucking story. Okay, we're gonna get back to this M. Police thing because I want to tell you that they, they raped a, a phenotype drawing of what a person that did this. Uh, heinous sexual assault in the neighborhood i grew up on like right next to the school i i went to in spruce ave and they didn't have anything other than the fact that the guy's black five foot four was wearing a duke she didn't get a good look at him right so they use this special dna technology could show you what this person could look like
0: oh yeah
1: and then they're saying oh it doesn't say scars or whatever and they're apologizing it's called fucking police work like, why are we? Oh, it's not that accurate. I'm looking at the thing from the the website that like is does this company, and a lot of them do kind of look. Even like the one white guy looks just like, so the, like pretty, it, close. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, it's not going to show scars. It's not going to do. But they're saying it's going to racially profile or whatever. Well, if it was a white guy, they're going to ask fucking fifty white guys with brown hair That's that weird. are the same height
0: so, narrows it down quite a bit.
1: Yeah, right. So, like two days later, they're like, they're like. Uh, Oh we're terribly sorry Blah 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 This technology isn't quite developed Like they're apologizing for doing police work yeah. Like what is the world fucking coming to No I know Right now what was the other thing I was going to tell you I, I went on a tangent and you were like And I was like I want to get back to the police But we were talking about wokeness We are talking about wokeness oh, oh thirst traps on Twitter Or TikTok So there's this
0: Twitter,
1: Yeah so one day me and another mechanic Are doing some work in Boyle and there's like, you know, one of those uh, only in small town stores like Red Apple or something, you know, we went in to go get like a Gatorade or something. Um, and so we're sitting there, you know, doing our paperwork. And this girl's like listening to his talk, having a smoke, but she keeps shooting looks at moi. Um, so partner's like, that chick keeps looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I know she wants us to talk to her. So I open the window and I'm like, hey, how's it going? Whatever. We start talking to her. And like, I've kind of become friends with this girl and like my my old lady's cool man like she's giving me a threesome so like I'm like trying to work this girl into this thing right so every time I go to boil I'm like hey how you doing beautiful da 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 da, da. and she's got some make-believe boyfriend in the States that like they met online right like so she's she's just ripe to get fucked. Sorry. Um <laughs> Now, you mentioned that to her, she'd say, I have no chance, but women, you do that, you throw signs subtly, and you know you want to fuck them deep down, so listen, I'm not into myself, but I'm not an ugly man. She was interested, right? We talk, whatever. Well, because she's in my phone, TikTok shows a video of her, and it was her listening to some like rap song, being all sexy, with her like makeup on, and like, dude... I'm going to call a very, it's like Fort McMurray hot. Like she's like a seven in that town. You know what I mean? Okay, in okay. Edmonton, she's like a six or five on her best day, right? Like a, a a soft six, right? So I see her looking nice and I go, hey, sexy, or something like that. Like, holy, you're beautiful. I just said something nice, right? Now, my picture is me in zombie face off one of those like uh, YouTube or not Facebook games that I play with my kid online. So I just like screenshotted, made it. It kind of looks like me, but maybe not, right? Okay. And then she like wrote, rejected.
0: Oh,
2: wow.
1: And then her sister wrote, dude, not cool. My sister's taken. To which I write, really? I didn't see a ring on her finger. And why is she making thirst trap videos?
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: Then they like, what other did this chick say? She said something else rude to me. I can't remember. But like, she didn't recognize me. That's and I had sent her a text saying, like, wow, you're quite the bitch on TikTok. <laughs> like, I gave you a compliment, and I wasn't even being sleazy, like, hey, slide in my DMs or anything, like, that could kind of make her, like, a little bit on alert. Yeah. I just get, like, treated like shit. And I'm like, why? And then I put, oh, yeah, that's what I put. I said, how the fuck am I the bad guy when this woman is obviously begging for attention by putting this herself on the video like this? Creep. it's not fair, right? Not but fair. now I just troll these fucking bitches, man. I love it. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Because like the other thing that I really don't like about it is how unfair uh TikTok can be, okay? An average-looking woman can make like a video with a funny sound or a rant or something, right? And then some fucking ten spot will do the same video, and you know how you can like copy the sound to see like the, the original You see the original only got, like, 50,000 views. Meanwhile, this thirst trap gets, like, 1.5. Right. Right, just based on looks. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's like Tinder dating all over again. If you're pretty, you'll go. And when I first got TikTok, I was getting thirst trap guy videos, like, some pretty fucking boy with, like, Gorgeous uh, gray eyes with his shirt off and his abs showing, dancing to peaches and ma- uh, mouthing the words. Oh. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? And I looked at the comments. There's like 50 fucking hot milfs like, oh, baby, this, that. And I'm like, fuck you, motherfucker. We go to the bar, Brian. I got to fucking juggle, do magic tricks to get a girl's attention, be the fucking jackass, right? This motherfucker walks in, orders a beer, and there's three girls passing him a number. Get the fuck off of TikTok, man. It's bullshit. It's for guys like us, man. Like, fucking, that's not fair. (laughs) Fair. And then, like, here's the next part. I see an old man video like a silver fox like a healthy uh like a, a good looking older dude with like his little gray and black goatee All with right. his motherfucking shirt off doing the who's your daddy does he look a lot like i do that fucking song yeah and i'm like what is going on with the world like now guys do these videos like
0: no, you're you're getting that dad bod, don't you? <laughs>
1: I'm working dead I got to do a bit on stage about that, like fucking get off TikTok, you know, because it kind of reminds me of like a, a joke. I saw Paulie Shore do when he was in town and it was about how like him and Carrot Top are at the Playboy mansion in, in Chicago and, you know, it's nothing but, like, dime pieces everywhere. And, you know, they're trying to get their piece of tail or whatever. And uh, Colin Farrell walks in. <laughs> and all the women go to Colin Farrell. And he's just like, fuck you, man. You ain't washed up yet. You don't deserve this. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, fair, <laughs> that was the punchline pretty much. And I, was, I, and I can relate. Like, like, you fuckers, you already get all the bitches. You don't need to take every bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes yeah, that's life man. and look that's when life. i say
1: girls are bitches okay first of all a woman's a bitch until she proves to me she's someone of substance i have plenty of girlfriends and stuff that i treat like gold but if you use a bitch use a bitch just like that girl from boyle she gets now the bitch treatment like
0: that's that hood talk
1: yeah they the fuck <laughs> i don't matter man like here's the problem with society and getting with wokeness right and i've seen a lot of people uh, catch a lot of flack online and shit for this okay in like the 2000s you didn't like gay shit trans shit whatever you could turn the channel and that didn't make you a bigot now if you don't want to watch that programming there's something wrong with you and that's what really drives me crazy like even with like our city council and shit man like dude i'm serious i might just go run for alderman next time on a whole platform of like fuck bike lanes y'all are just a bunch of bitches this is how it's going to be
2: don't fuck with the champ because growing
1: up i hated ralph klein but i loved his character and we need we need Leaders. We don't need fish floppers and apologetic people and whatever. Like if I was somebody on city council right now, I'd be all over the Amington police for apologizing and saying, like, too bad. It's called police work. Deal with it. If you Thanks. have problems with how our officers are approaching this thing, leave a compliment somewhere, leave a, somewhere, leave a comment somewhere.
0: Let's go, Alex Shirjang, no, twenty twenty six you know what, baby.
1: I, no, I'm going to. You know what? And that St. Albert man. Sure sure Nolan thing. Nolan uh Shirjang. Remember the name, bitches. Um that Nolan Krauss, he has an ebook saying how to win elections, and I'm going to fucking read that book, I'm going to put my name in, I'm going to take a leave from work, and I'll fucking win, 100%.
0: So you're going for uh, just a... Just a
1: small alderman. The like, small a, alderman. Something like, small, right? Like, I'm not 100% sure about this, but like, but like, but I'm going to. And then when they're like, uh, Mr. Sher-Jang, uh we found some evidence that you have paid for sex in before. I'll be like, so? We found evidence that you punched a kid in the head when you were 12.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: Like you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna apologize for anything. Like I saw an election with a with a minister Faust was his name. He has like a the Terror Dome on uh, CGSR. Been hosting this show forever since I was a kid, and he was an NDP politician. And as a black man, he wrote an essay some years ago saying like Jews friends or foes. Saying like how like in business dealings and stuff, Jewish people will be like to black people like yo we've we've been persecuted. We're bros, and then fuck them over or something. So like it was like do we as black people like what do we take from that kind of thing it wasn't a- really anti-semitic but like the pcs found it and it got thrown out there like during election time and he fish flopped and he lost fucking uh university university area at that time so like no respect all he had to say was like look i don't feel that way now I felt that way in the past you know you take this acknowledgement issue of like you know and yeah, i'm gonna touch a touchy fucking subject so fuck y'all you want to judge me it's my life it's not my truth it is the truth all right i've experienced it i've experienced reverse racism in an area dominated by native kids where you get chased home from school because you're not native so fuck off
2: don't fuck with the champ
1: and i've been around a place where kids get given this beautiful facility to better themselves and they vandalize it because they're terrible little fuckers that never had any, sh- any shit and don't deserve shit okay i'm sorry you know what prove that you deserve to be people i know plenty of native people that got their shit together and whatever but my belief on this woke stuff and i'm not aboriginal i can't say it but like take john oliver right former mayor they got rid of like uh, oliver square is now diversity square or something all they have to do okay an apology that's what they want they just want like hey we fucking wronged you We're sorry. And just all they would have to do is say that although John Oliver was a champion city builder, he was also part of the problem that led to residential schools and fucking the native population. This is is just one sad side. You know what I mean? But however, at this time, this was a common sentiment from Paul. But just don't admit that it was right. It's wrong, we're sorry, here you go. But now it's just like so much kiss-assing. Even Roger Waters was sucking dicks to the indigenous. And I'm sorry, fuck off, man. You guys get way too fucking cocky. It's like, I was getting my haircut a month before Obama got elected. And my barber had like, a lot of these Somali people coming through his, Somalians coming through his shop. Because his partner, or another barber that was renting the chair, was a Somalian guy. And they were all like, you wait till they see a black man. Then they're going to see something. Yeah, what the fuck did we see? Just a good advertising uh, campaign. Trump, I'd vote for him. Don't give a fuck. I'd get in a fist fight with Mr. Allen at work.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: He got mad I had a uh, um, Trump 2020 hat. Like it said, uh, keep America great. And uh, American gave it to me in North Dakota. I just asked him where he bought his hat. He's at Walmart at one in the morning. His name was Joe. And uh, I was with my son's mother at the time. And he's like, uh, oh, I got this at Route 90, blah, 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 by Wyoming, opposite direction I'm going. I'm like, oh, man, the guys at work would love that hat, which you know, we <laughs> do, right? All our hillbillies. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm from Canada. I'm just, I'm, we're going back tomorrow. But like, yeah, man, that's a really cool hat. And he's like, you know what, man? He takes his hat off, gives it to me. So I washed it and I wore it one day as a joke and it was <laughs> all over me. And then I told the story. And then we almost got into a fucking fist fight in front of, like, in front of some units that we were working on. And he's trying to bring, like, uh, to it. And just, like, I'm proud of you guys being able to disagree, right? Because he's, <laughs> like, because he throws, like, low blows. He's, like, man, I thought you were somebody else. I'm, like, like disappointed. Yeah, I'm, like, right. buddy, how am I? You, you would support somebody like that? And I said, look, man, look at what he's done for his country. He's a self, self-made self man, right? Right aluminum they're getting aluminum from canada okay or whatever and that was like part of our trade agreement or whatever so you work in alabama right you're a black guy or whatever you're a foreman you know in 25 bucks an hour in alabama like they got way more buying power than us they can buy like a like a civic for 16 grand right so you had a house you had your kids you had a good job you know and then you didn't and the plant closed. And there's no work in your town. And your wife's leaving you. And all of a sudden, Trump comes into office. And within six months, you're giving your fucking job back. Would you vote for him if you're a black guy? Yeah, you fucking would. Yeah. Right? And then and then I'm like, and and I was looking at him. I'm like, you don't think there's some black people that like him? Like, hello? And yeah, he just like was like throwing little blows at me. And he's like, oh, I thought you were somebody else. Like, I was like, why the fuck would you say that, man? Like, I can have my beliefs. And then my other problem is... Same thing with the guy that attacked me for wearing the hat in the lunchroom. Um, and he said, like, are you wearing that just to be, um, just to make a statement or something like that? Like, 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 to be ironic? I said, what do you think? He goes, yeah, because you're a fucking idiot. Like, he said something like that to me. Like, he threw a punch <laughs> at me. And I just didn't let it go. Like, if Henry would have been there, he had been like, oh, sorry, are you drinking your Starbucks latte planted by uh, fair trade coffee growers? Yeah, like, yeah. fuck off, man. <laughs> and, like, a lot of the shit with race... Like, even with Native people, if you start saying, oh, these Aboriginal people, they'll be like, fuck, we're Indians, man. Like, they pick up on that shit. It's yeah. like it's like white people in the States with black people. You know what I mean? They get all nervous around them. Treat them fucking normal, man. That's it. That's it. Treat people normal. They don't fucking care. Right? Like, you know, getting mad at me about a, a, an American leader that we don't vote over? What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Like You take comedy. It's like, it's all white guilt or anti-gay guilt that, that you should feel some way. Meanwhile, it's like, I'll give you a story grindstone comedy okay that's a place they do things like, in fact i might go up there tonight to do some jokes right it's not planned right. not anything because i have a show um on sunday so and i got some ideas i gotta work out so they're kind of more of a woke place they're by white ave you can't say faggot certain things like this right i understand i'm in their comedy contest you know i entered i got in and i do my set and i have a joke about my father you fucking with me like, cause we would like go for drives. Like he'd drive me to work or school. I just say things like, you know, Alex, sometimes guy goes to jail. He comes out. He's not same. I'm like, we talk about that. You know, he gets a taste and I just did like the wrist limp <laughs> thing. Right. And I'm thinking as a kid, like five minutes before going to class, like what the fuck's he getting at here? Like, does he think I'm gay? Do you think I'm a shithead and I'm going to go to jail and then I'm going to go start sucking dicks? I'm going to get a taste and I won't want to leave. Like, hello. Right. Like, taste of what? Fucking Richard Simmons. But I didn't have the joke. That's pretty much the joke. Right. That's good. And and I got, I froze up and I'm like, "Uh, I'm not gay. And as soon as I said that, every fucking butthole tightened up. And one of the best comics in the city was the, was one of the judges. So what they were doing was like, I was the fourth guy up. There was 12 of us. Every four, they would give their critique. Right. And so what he said was like after mine is he's like, man, you got to love when you can feel the tension, even in the audience. They did not like that joke or something like that. Like this guy, Sterling Scott, one of the best comedians in the city. Absolutely right. Then this other lady who owns, ah, oh, what the hell is the place? It's on White Ave. They do like, um, burlesque and like whatever. Uh, she owns it with a halibut. Her name is Eddie, Eddie Boudouin. She's like a, amy's an actress she's been on aptn when she started doing comedy you know she already had a lot of years behind her doing comedy type stuff um she was judging right so she's a headliner and the one thing she said is like you know what though everybody knows a guy like him everybody knows Northside dirtbag he's kind of refreshing yeah. so i kind of like that it's like at least he's sticking to who he is right because yeah. like my act uh, my sister hates, because I'm not me, right? But I'm, like, lovable douchebag. Like, everybody knows that guy is going to sniff the panties out of the drawer, like, or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's going to he's gonna steal the chick's change from this one-night stand or something. Like, I'm a dirtbag. I don't fucking care.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: You know, this wokeness. So, anyways, the whole audience butts got tight. Now, there's a, a woman. Her name is Cindy Rivers, okay? She's a trans person. She went up after me. Now, when I got off the stage, because I just went back into, like... Jokes I knew that work, but I, I, lost, I lost the audience, like, at the two-minute mark, right? So I wrap it her up. I come off the stage. and I'm like, fuck. And like, she looks at me, and she goes, hey, that wasn't that bad, and gives me a fist bump. The one person who should be offended is like, no, that wasn't bad. Nice. So, like, fuck off, wokeness. Like, how about if it's funny, it's funny. If you don't like it, turn it off. Don't attack the person. Don't keep them from comedy. Because there's been some guys that have been attacked by, like, trans comedians because they made, like, one joke in jest. And now nobody wants to book them. Yeah. You know? And, like, here's the thing about, like, with boxing. And so, like, I learned that something you love can break your heart. And that was boxing, right? And when people ask me what happened, I tell the truth. I just say at the end of the day, I didn't have it. You know, because if I really had what it took, I, didn't, I wouldn't have taken no for an answer because you can't stop talent, right? Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, just didn't have it okay, and I got older and life happens and whatever, so no excuses. But I will never put all my eggs in one basket because me wanting to be a boxer and go to the Olympics and become a pro, that took for me, like planning to go to university, uh, traveling the world, doing things that would have been cool, right? Yeah. And so when I got into comedy... It was like, oh, my God, like boxing all over again, right? Like even the, the thrill before, the thrill of having a good set. is like winning a fight. Like, if I have a good set, man, I could talk to any woman in a nightclub because I'm like 10 feet tall and bulletproof right, and right. funny as fuck.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: So I nothing can stop me. I feel funny, right? Whereas if I get my ass kicked and that boot or the, whatever, I fucking lick my wounds at home. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving the place <laughs> with my fucking head down, you know? Yeah, Just like yeah. if you got knocked out as a boxer. So I... And everything always goes back to boxing with me. But anyway, that's just the thing. Like, I don't understand why if it's funny, it's funny. It can't just be funny. Because isn't the whole point of humor is to make, like, the make things absurd make things that aren't funny funny like
0: that is it i mean i was out with a girl
1: once and i made a joke about not having enough for the bill and she was like i said oh, these asian guys it was like japanese village i'm like oh they would have been running train on me in the bathroom and she's like (laughs) have you ever been raped and i'm like well no it's like well you're a fucking ass she went off on me something happened did not know okay yeah let's just say we didn't date after that but i said look lady i know comedians that have been sexually abused like male comedians. And that's how they deal with it, is they make it funny. So I'm not making light of something uh, in your life. I'm just making light of something in general, yeah. right? And like I had a girl one time try to, at a party come up to me and say, oh, I hear you're a comedian. So tell me this. If you tell a joke and and it's, and it's you know, it, it, it destroys somebody, like somebody has been sexually abused, when do you think of that? And I said, well, when I'm there, I'm there to entertain 100 people in the room. If 99, if 95 like it, I did my job.
2: Don't fuck with the champ. And right. she was like, that's
1: a good answer. And it, it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, you can't you can't please all the people all the time. You, don't, you can only feel s- fool some of them, some of them, or whatever. That Abe Lincoln quote, right? Like, yeah. that's the thing. So, you know, I was cautioned because, like, in my first set, I remember I made a joke about being Iranian and, and that I hated Jews. The fact I hate Jews. Like, that. Is very polarizing, right? Even if it's a joke, could be taken out of context. A lot of people in the entertainment industry are Jewish, so I could actually literally hurt myself with that joke, and I drop that joke, right? But it is funny because, like, anybody that's had an Arab father or a Persian or anybody from that side of the world, all you hear growing up, Alex, the Jews run the world. <laughs> How what are you talking about? <laughs> they run the banking system. You ever watch TV and see the names at the end? Hey, what are you talking about? See Goldberg, Seinfeld, like all these Jewish names. <laughs> hey, man, he could be up to something. I don't know, <laughs> but like they like try to tell you, right? But then like we've had like we had a really good Jewish family friend that was one of the most generous people I've ever met in my life, right? So like it's really like how people treat you, right? Because you can say in my experience these people are certain this yeah maybe it's a stereotype to everybody else but like if they're talking in the theater you can kind of guess what color they are like that's that's an old joke (laughs) in black comedy clubs right all the time right so um you know if you can embrace and make them laugh at their differences and your difference i mean like well what makes dave Chappelle's show so great is he can point you know, our differences and make, make fun of them.
0: That's right. Yeah. Right?
1: Like, that's the whole thing. Like He fucking makes fun of white people, but he doesn't, he doesn't do it in the white people are like, man, like 90% of the black comedians. He does it in a way that's like funny where we're like, yeah, hey, fuck, he's right.
0: Yeah, he's an artist, <laughs> man.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah, he sure. truly is. Like, I grabbed her by the pussy, that whole thing on the, on his one special there. So like, good. So it's good. too easy, man. It's too easy for him. Like, yeah. he's so good that it's too easy. <laughs> you know, like. We know what he is and who he is gonna be go down as one of the greats no matter what. Yeah, you know, unless he does a Bill Cosby. Which is <laughs> which is fucking sad if you think about it. Like, like the whole thing, the whole guy's legacy is like because he was that guy and it was an open secret. Like and people back then would do things like this, look the other way, right? Like yeah. take Peter Nygaard. Okay. You thought Epstein was bad? Yeah. He's Canadian, man. He's the guy that did Tanja and then Night Guard Fashion. He's been molesting girls for uh, fucking years, man, man. I watched a whole uh, or listened to a whole uh CBC four part series on it. Like, man, he is the most prolific racist or not racist rapist in North America or in the world at any time. Yeah. We're talking like hundreds of women, man. And like it's not a conspiracy to bring them down. It's 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 true. These people with a lot of money do a lot of shit that we don't see, right? Like, we didn't find that out till Epstein. Yeah. And there's still a big cover-up going down, right? I mean, take the Clintons, man. Even if they're not, like, in it, they're still going to make sure that no word of them having any part of it is going to get out.
0: Well, everything we see is controlled. Oh, well, yeah. what told these men? For it's sure. sad. For sure.
1: It's sad. And then, like, you know, then we get all these nuts now that are, like, they just find more nuts to substantiate whatever they believe, right? So, like, it's kind of gets to the point where, like, um, it's too much. You know, like the Masons are responsible for everything. Okay, well, I'll say this I'm a 32nd degree Freemason, okay? I don't like to advertise. I don't wear rings and shit at work because I'm a piece of shit. And when you're a Mason, people look at you a little more.
2: Don't fuck with the champ,
1: right? So, here's the thing I know we can't even agree to what we're going to eat after a lodge meeting. How the fuck are we running the world? Okay. And the 33rd degree Masons I know, they're old guys that like salt of the earth people. Like they're not on some grand plan of like, you know, one guy worked for a safety company till he retired. So what is a grand plan to do oil prices or something? These people aren't like, like, this whole, like, Bilderberg group and all this shit you see people spout off. Like, anytime online I try to defend, like, masonry, oh, he's obviously low-ranking. Like, okay, fuck off, man. Like, Brilliant. trust me, when I got my 32nd degree, I was like, where's the hookers and blow? Like, fuck it, for real. I was making jokes about that shit the whole time. And then, like, whenever we get young guys coming through and they get, like like, their first degree or whatever, I'm like... Sorry man, there's no hookers and blue. And then they like look at me like, did he just say that? Because I'm that guy. I'm the fucking cool brother.
2: Don't fuck with the champ.
1: Right? But like there were things I broke the code. But did it make me a bad person? Like, like we have a strict code. You don't break the law. I was smoking weed and selling weed for a long fucking time. And never did I stop. Yeah. You know, we would just find other guys <laughs> that we knew that were cool, like, oh, brother Brian here. I'm not saying Brian's amazing. I'm just using an example. He's like, You want to go smoke a dope. Now, like the master at the lodge I belonged to last year after our meetings, we're smoking joints out the back door, like with our beer in hand. Like, so it, it's nothing, but like I was going to do uh, like an almost like an oral report on like, like, you know, guys that had to hide, you know, it's no different than a guy that's addicted on pain medication. Like, does it make them a bad person? Does it make them not, not, not good enough to be in our group? Because I lied through my fucking teeth and we're not supposed to act that way. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. They can't do anything to you except kick you out of the order. Okay. Except you'll always be a brother because you know the secrets, okay? And our secrets are just like how we identify each other. Anybody can look this stuff up online, like but I'll never tell you. Because I made a I swore an oath to myself, my brothers, and my my God, right? Like So I mean, at the end of the at the end of the day, it doesn't make you a bad person if you have these habits, if you if you have to have them secretly or whatever. It wasn't like I was like going out smoking a joint being like, Yeah, I'm a Freemason. Ah look at me, right? Yeah. But yet if I was in a state in the U.S., where it's illegal, I'd be breaking the the rules of the land, right? So I could be kicked out. But um, the worst thing that they can do to you, honestly, they ain't going to kill you. They ain't going to do nothing. It's like imagine family turning their back on you. They just wouldn't want anything to do with you. Yeah. they will give you a kicked out of the order. And, like, we have a court of conduct. Like, if I was if I was married and I, ch- I cheated on her and you took exception to that, you get me kicked out. They have like a whole trial and everything where someone will represent you. And this is the rule he broke against. And you can be fucking kicked out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a it's an organization that they, you know, this is what any Mason will say if you're ever interested in being a Mason. Is like, we make good men better men. So you have to be a good person to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why they have their, like, stipulations. If you're going to join, um, you have to be free by birth, really old wording. So you can't be a slave. Um you got to be able to support yourself and your family, and um, you can't have a criminal record. And the very most important ones, you have to believe in a God, God of something. We got a freaking MacBook computer pros, yeah. but like I can't say that that's that your God isn't anything. And uh, that's why I like Southern Baptists, because they're the type of Christians that if you if Jesus Christ isn't your personal Lord and Savior, you're going to hell. Like I I know some Baptists that found out from boxing that found out I was in the Masons, and they're like, hey man be careful also an arab guy that's on the road team that's like alex be careful they might start asking you to do things no it's not like that man yeah. like it's it's not like the great homer episode man i wish yeah. it was i wish i had a ring that got me free pop but
0: like you didn't sacrifice any children
1: no and that's the other thing i was looking for i'm like where are the dead babies like fuck i was looking forward to eating a baby
0: Yeah, i getting that drenochrome in <laughs> yeah drenochrome
1: oh that's that's like that. That's like QAnon. <laughs> I watched the HBO documentary on that. That's crazy, man. Like the people <laughs> believe and will continue, and all. Like even like with our protests, you know, the people with the Nazi flags and stuff, where they planted, right? Because think about it. A lot of the truckers are brown guys too. Like and they were there. Like so, <laughs> I don't really see it being something that reflects the populace. You know, the, the group.
0: Possibly not. I think. uh more just nobody said anything about it nobody really like acted on it but i mean i guess it's kind of their protest is your protest you're yeah it's I your guess. right to do know. but
1: like it was causing problems you know uncle just in there fucking the the leader with the pretty hair who's probably going to win again and it's sad even though everybody in the rest of canada hates the guy like right what do you do What do you do, man? Like, it's nothing. I mean, especially when you have no real choices. And then, like, even, like, absenting from the vote is kind of a slap in the face to, like, we know a lot of ex-military. Like I've gotten in fights with...
0: Gotta vote somebody.
1: Yeah, like, I've gotten in fights with ex-girlfriends because they didn't vote in a city election. I'm like, look, I know guys who saw their friends blown up. And you don't want to fucking vote? Are you kidding me? Like,
2: don't fuck with the champ.
1: Well, I just, I don't don't, don't like politics. (laughs) Like, one of my best friends has never voted in anything. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, it doesn't matter anyway. Well, I think it does. It does. I mean, you look at when the NDP swept. It's because they had all the young people. They started getting the young people involved and getting the word amongst university students and people. And they made it happen, right? Yeah. And then the PCs got smart and did the same thing back and won the next election, right? So the other thing that I saw, actually, here's a talking point this morning danielle smith the new leader of the ucp right the united conservatives she said something about um i don't know what it was in totally in regards to but it was about discrimination and that she's never seen any group more discriminated than the anti-vax oh yeah and it created a stir on twitter but there's plenty of black guys that are like yeah i've been black for 38 years and i can honestly say in the last two years i've never experienced more discrimination than what i've received as an anti-vax person and yet they're still mad at her they're like oh she's trivializing uh the lgbt and black racism and all this no she's pointing a fact
0: that's them facts
1: now one of the arguments that made a lot of sense was like yeah but you chose to be anti-vax these people were born black or gay or whatever right makes sense but still still that's right so, yeah, like yeah, yeah. i mean only now if you're not a vaccine like, all the guys we work with that were scared you know they were all talking big and then they were like oh yeah i better i need to pay my bills right like <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day that's all that matters so yeah, like yeah. we're all whores anyways you think i'd stay where i'm working now if there was a company paying five dollars more up the road that's it right no that's it yeah absolutely like we're fucking whores so it doesn't matter but um i think it is a lot of discrimination and you know what i'm gonna throw a conspiracy out there man i think it was a population control method that all the governments were in on Absolutely. Look who look who died first. All the old people. Think of uh, how we're overpopulated. How we're what we're doing to our earth. We're at a rate that we can't sustain ourselves. So that's first wave, man. That's what I think. I think there's gonna be many more things.
0: So you think the government created COVID or the COVID vaccine was the thing that was killing? Uh, I people?
1: think it's a, well. It depends. If you watch this show called Utopia from England, like about five years ago, okay. it was all about vaccines were to control the population and make us sterile, and only one certain race was gonna be able to 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 breed and it was uh the romana, the gypsies, because the guy, the scientist that had invented this thing, uh had his family wiped out in World War II because they were Romani people, right? Not Romanian, but Romani people, right? The wandering gypsies, right? So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're all making us so our chance of getting people pregnant is lower, but I don't think so. I think more or less it was a way to stave off not not the vaccines, but COVID. I think like oh, okay. we mm-hmm. didn't know but it was like maybe only a certain elite few people knew. Like, and now I'm gonna sound conspiratorial, but like, like whatever, the WHO or something. And they were like, "Yeah, let it go. It'll, 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 it'll scrape." But unfortunately, there's a lot of collateral damage of people that are younger and stuff, and then whatever else happened. But I don't think they accomplished their goal. You know what I mean?
0: Why do you think they're trying to trying to? control the population
1: i don't say control I, well okay yeah it is also an exercise of control though too right because think about it everybody had to be vaccinated everybody to show their documents if you want to travel all this shit right yeah, yeah um i think it was to exercise like they call them psyops to see if they can tame us like and how hard it would be to keep us like don't cross the line walk straight follow this line go here keep this distance because you don't want to be a bad person or a disrespectful person right that kind of thing uh and the reason they would be doing this is because we're we're unsustainable. Like, we're probably going to die in the next 30 years if we keep this up or something. So, to me, I, especially after, like, this Epstein gave conspiracy theories a little bit of footing. Because think about it. If you would have heard, like, five years ago, yeah, man, there's these rich guys that, like, give other rich guys girls for sex whenever they want. Yeah, like, they go to Sex Island. Yeah, you'd be like, well, that's a cool story, bro. You think so? Could be. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But now it's like, wait, it really happened. And then the guy fucking will use TikTok line to unalives himself, which he didn't. He did not kill himself. <laughs> Definitely I think yeah, I think his little girlfriend got the message and knew not to fucking say certain names. You know wow, what I mean?
0: It's so many coincidences in that jail. Yeah?
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Like the cameras just don't cameras, happen to be on. Oh, man. No, man, this is what the deal was, man. They told them they needed these guys to do something. This guy and this girl or whatever who were on duty. They offered their families a lot of money, like probably found dirt on the guy, like he's a degenerate gambler or he's a hundred thousand deep. And they said, Look, you're going to do some jail time. We're going to make sure you're not going to do real jail time. You're going to lose this job, but your family's going to be taken care of. We're going to give you this one time lump sum in this fucking Swedish account. Done. Keep your mouth shut.
0: That's them facts.
1: Right? Because there was like some other cop too. Like there was like either like across the cell or in a cell. There was an ex cop that was known for selling drugs. So, like, you're gonna go down as a cop or you're gonna fucking take care of this and you can get easy time. Yeah. What would you choose?
0: I'd say yeah.
1: Right? And it makes sense. And maybe just kill him down the way too. Like, man, I watch a lot of conspiratorial TV and series and shit. It doesn't surprise me now. Like yeah. corruption, money. It's happening here. For sure it's happening here. All I'm the sure time. there's dirty cops, man. Like without a doubt. You know, places like Quebec are known for corruption on all levels of the government. But like Think about it, like, how many rich kids ever go down for, like, really bad things? Never you
0: know? but Very seldom. And until it's big news, it's yeah, always it swept under the Like, you know, either always he said, she said
1: rape or oh, something yeah. like that. And the guy could be a little fucking rapist. Like, you know, like, we don't know. But I don't, like, with all these conspiracies and stuff, too, I mean, it also shows you, like, certain things like the Epstein stuff, like how... The Ghislaine Maxwell trial was barely covered because of Johnny and Amber. So we knew oh, we weren't right, paying right, attention, yeah. right? And it doesn't always seemed like when something's going to happen, something else is happening to make us look, oh, Kim Kardashian did what? Like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, and Biden just signed what bill? Like, nobody pays attention, right? Like, it's right, fucking, right. it's just like, here, look at the shiny thing. <laughs> they're like, okay.
0: They yeah, know what they're, they're doing. doing. Oh, yeah, they know. What they they're know doing. what they're doing, man. We're, they're dumb. Doing.
1: we're dumb, we're dumb. I mean, take the year Ralph Klein came back into power. They gave us all rebates, and then everybody's like, ah, he's pretty good. Like,
0: <laughs> I'll <laughs> vote him
1: back in. And the next year, he's fucking telling drunks that they're – or homeless people that they're a waste of time.
0: Throwing change at the homeless. How are we doing for time, bro? Uh, I think we're – We're good? Uh, 310 right now.
1: Okay, okay, man. If you want to, like, finish up or do, like, a summary or I do, like, a little, like uh, – Yeah, well – Hey, catch me here at this, and I'm going on tour over here.
0: Are you going on tour anywhere?
1: I am not going on tour anywhere. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I have not done a lick of comedy. Uh, anything I've been getting, actually, work-wise, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm helping organize a fundraiser for the Shrine where we're gonna have like three comedians. This is going down in like March 2023, but they approached me. So um, the headliner is gonna be my mentor, the guy I took the comedy class from many years ago. I've been on the road with him before, Paul Sfien. um, The middle or the feature act is going to be a woman named Chrissy Stark. Um, she just won funny fest in Calgary. So she's also a headliner and the MC is going to be yours truly. Um, and the money all goes to kids charity. Like, you know, shrine is like for, um, it's actually a part of the Masons, like to be a Shriner, you have to be a Freemason. It's like more of our, like, look what we do arm of things. Like um, they have clowns. They used to do the shrine circus and hundred percent of the money goes to the kids, man. Uh, nice like nice. even those guys that drive little motorcycles, they pay for those motorcycles. Nice they um, What else they pay for? They pay for clown school in Florida to, to, to make kids smile. So like what happens is like if you had a daughter or something that had like a club foot, needed some sort of surgery, or a kid that had been burned bad and needs special surgery, they will fly you and your child and one parent to a Shriners hospital to get whatever special surgery they need. And I actually saw it. On a flight to Montreal, there was this little girl, about two or three, who couldn't walk. She's just dragging herself on the aisle and mom's up with her. And then when we landed, there was a couple of Shriners. There was a couple, like a, like a man and woman, and, uh, and a couple of guy, guy Shriners with signs saying like the family name. And I said, hey, are you are here to pick up somebody for the Shrine? They're like, yeah. And I said, hey, man, I'm a Mason. I, I would love to go on a tour because a Shriner that was a Mason said, if you want to see something to see the good that we do and actually get a taste, go ask to get the tour of the Shriners Hospital and tell them you're a mason and the guy was like yeah we could do that but it's summer we don't really have anybody to do that right kind of thing and then the little girl and the mom came with them and i'm like wow this is for real like you know what i mean i actually saw it in action and uh, when they used to have the circuit one year as a mason i volunteered to do balloons that they sell and they told us that if we see a kid crying any kid with a broken toy you take that toy and you get him another one no, Him or nice, she, yeah. Nice. Like it's all about kids, man. And so that's th- another reason why that whole, like, you're a pedo. I was like, what the fuck do you say, man?
2: Yeah,
1: it, <laughs> th- That's why it, it got me. But uh, I am doing comedy on the 15th. Uh, f- I'll uh, actually do my little commercial here. If you give me a 2nd to bring it up here. Uh, my O's. The 15th. Uh, yeah, uh, which is like mon- Sunday. It's Sunday, which I think... Like the organizer, Morella, told me, like, she's getting a hard time filling the seats, right? Yeah. I think because it's a Sunday, maybe Sunday afternoon, you know, people are busy with their weekends and stuff. So I I can't blame her, you know, for panicking at this point. She's been trying to organize a show for like a year or two, um, COVID, everything. But I might host it's uh, the Morella L. Sacco Support Fund for Adults with Physical Disabilities. A partnership with the Edmonton Community Foundation and the show Sunday October 16th 2022 doors are at 1pm and the show is at 2 and it's at Freemasons Hall uh, 10318 100th Ave Northwest Edmonton Uh, tickets are 10 bucks in advance and 20 at the door. And it is an event bright thing. So if, you, if people are interested, they can check there. I, I don't know when you're going to put this up, but at least I'm doing something. Comedy's yeah, like the Mall man, yeah. man. Every time I stop, it pulls me back in, like whether it be like getting the spot at Yuck Yucks a week and a half ago or organizing the show for the Shriners. So uh, my goal, though, isn't to be famous, man, at all. Like, yeah, I mean, it is, famous, obviously, uh, but I'm not going to be sleeping on couches to do it. Sounds me, like you know you're doing I mean? some good things. It's, uh, it's just to be a... a a competent headliner, you know. If I could make five hundred bucks on the side a month, that's a good side hustle. Yeah, you know, to talk for an hour and make people laugh. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm really into it for is to just be good and to learn the craft, right?
0: Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, me too. Well, I uh, really appreciate you coming by, man. Uh, I think uh, we talked about a
2: lot of good things, a lot yeah. of fun things. <laughs>
1: And I'm going to be labeled by the woke crowd on Twitter or something. Fuck them all. Oh. <laughs> Take your lunch money, kids.
2: Don't fuck with the champ. We can only hope.
1: Yeah, I can only hope. Eh? Yeah, Any, any uh, what let I say? Any
0: publicity, good, publicity. good publicity. That's yeah, right, that's, right, right, that's the saying. Right.
1: My brain was blank. We smoked too many joints, bro. <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, look me up, people. Alex Sure thing I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, it says I have a website, but I don't. But you'll see all the postings friend me whatever you want to do add me and thanks a lot brian it's been a pleasure catch
0: him on sunday